Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it, and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different. And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter. Welcome, everyone. It is the last Sunday in October, few days away from Halloween, which is on Thursday. And tonight, my uh, guests are going to talk about spiritual activism. And this is a call-in show. You can call in to uh, be on the uh, show or just to listen. And the number to call in is 646-564-9714. And without any delay, I'd like to bring out Dave Miller and Mirabai Moon. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? I'm Mirabai. Good to be back. (laughs) Hey, Dave. Hi, Alan. Great to be here. So we're very excited to have you on. You have been going through all kinds of music over your life, and you've come to some realization that getting the message out through song is not just as a performer, but bringing everybody in a more participatory fashion. And I'm excited to hear more about that. So this is great. I'd like Mm -hmm. to give the audience... Yes. I'd like to give the audience just a quick background. You and I met back in the days when Kindred Spirits Fair was going on up at Mount Eden. And then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say we lost contact, but we renewed our contact when I saw you at the Cranford Peace Fair. And that was a real nice. Right. And, you know, you. That time I was uh, really involved in uh, New Jersey Peace Action and. Yeah, what a trip. (laughs) What a trip is right. So you have been touring and you're back from uh, a U.S. tour, which is great. Um, 
We'll talk about that at some moment, but why don't you lead us off by talking about where your head's at right now? Why is it called spiritual activism? Um, well, it's definitely not a term that I came up with myself. Um, <laughs> it is actually, you know, I, w- I was Googling about it, and it's really, it's about loving kindness. It's about um, working to create a loving, just, sacred, and sustainable world um, through means that are also loving, just, and sacred, and sustainable. So, um you know, um, back in the days when we, we, you know, we were just talking about running into each other at uh, the Peace Fair in Cranford some years back, um, in 2002, I was very, very much um, involved in uh, political activism, um, you know, mostly uh, fighting for peace and social justice and uh, um, you know, environmental conservancy and and all the all the good causes. You know, um, and I got to a point in my life where um, just a series of of very shattering disappointments with things that were happening in the world and certain individuals being elected and just a a lot of frustration that ended up just spiraling into like a really dark place of feelings of futility and despair, feeling that like no matter what I did, it didn't seem like positive changes were happening. And, um, and so I had to like step back from it all. And, and, uh, you know, it's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears, like whatever you need to learn to bring you to the next place on your evolution just kind of unfolds. And, you know, at that time, um, there was a lot coming out about, uh, you know, quantum physics and the law of attraction. And, um, and I remember seeing the movie The Secret when it came out and there was the thing that stood out more than anything else in the whole movie was that Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And it was this mm. huge aha moment for me because I realized that like um, I had just like been um, just so angry and, and um, like I was slamming my fists against this stone wall you know that's what it felt like emotionally when I was you know and I was writing all this music at the time um that uh you know was about spiritual activism not spiritual activism but just like political activism and I was really uh bringing attention to all the things that are wrong in the world and uh you know over the last decade or decade and a half I've just realized that whatever that we're putting our focus on and um, energy on we are in effect empowering that situation to continue so the more I was pushing against something it was pushing back at me it was in effect keeping it going so um 
so okay, so I realized I have I want to be the change that I want to be want to see. What does that look like? Like if I want to see peace in the world, okay, I have to be peaceful. Obviously, I wasn't peaceful. I was, you know, very unpeaceful <laughs> in, internally. So, um, so I started focusing my life on learning how to become that peace. So in in my own little way, I could generate peace at least around me, and um, and I got it kind of turned on to kirtan music and all this, you know, really great yoga, meditation, all this stuff that really has changed my life. And and I was really staying away from like watching the news or even really paying much attention to what was going on because it would just disturbed my equilibrium emotionally so much and and I feel like after like 15 years it's got to be about that long by now like I finally feel like I have enough equanimity that I can you know revisit this thing you know, called activism, but to revisit it in a totally different way than I had done before. Um, You know, I still have all the same political opinions that I had in the past, but, um, you know, I guess what I'm coming to is that all of us here, we're all souls, right? We're all... um, we all have a spark of the divine within us and like any given person, you know, whether it be, you know, somebody in a political party that I, you know, have a disagreement with, you know, who's to say those people are all God in drag and everybody is here for a reason and everybody is doing what they're doing for a reason. And like um i've been listening a lot to this guy matt khan and he talks a lot about um how um every everything happens is everything helps everything is how he puts it and to look at anything that's going on at any given point and say how is this helping and it's like this conscious decision to find the silver lining in things. And um, so anyway, so it's kind of like where I'm coming at in spiritual activism that like, you know, maybe somebody's here to just be a catalyst and, um, you know, maybe we need a large fire under our butt to really make the changes that we want to see. We're all we're all in the same uh, pool table. We're all billiard balls, and we bounce off each other. And I agree with you that mm-hmm. as we hear somebody's opinion, whether we if we agree with it, then the law of attraction we may do that. But if we disagree with it, we have choices. We can protest it, or we can, as Gandhi would say, be be the change that you want to be. Literally, by your own mannerisms people look around you and say, there's a peaceful person. I'd like to be more like that. And they adopt the the positive changes. And, you know, when, 
when we were back in the days of the kindred spirits fair, there was the, the alignment of the mind, body, spirit. And when that stopped, I kind of felt isolated and I went into the protest mm-hmm. mode. I, I marched against Monsanto and I was asked to take over yeah. the march. And I said, that isn't it. That's, that's a rah, rah, feel good for five minutes and everybody goes back to their life. And then it came to me that creating touch mother earth was presenting solutions. People can read about it at their own leisure and talk about it, finding products that are, you know, for example, something that offers a solar power solution, uh, things that, that give something uh, an outlet, a positive outlet. And that's where Absolutely. the changes really do come. I totally agree with you. Now, you mentioned Kirtan. How did you get in? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, like, again, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like, I feel like every single thing in my life has been, like, one beautiful synchronicity after another that has guided me to exactly where I need to be to evolve, you know, Um, and not just for myself, but, you know, for the collective. And um, so, you know, I've been playing kirtan music for been about a decade now. And, um, you know, there's something about chanting together with people that brings us into this, um, it's like some kind of chemical reaction occurs. We're all vibrating in the same place and we experience this kind of blissful unity feeling. And, um, um, you know, I was thinking it would be really, really cool to, uh, as a way of demonstrating, to bring kirtan and mantra to, like, say the steps of the United Nations or, you know, where wherever it needs to be, you know, just to affect things on a vibrational level like that. Um, I'm, you know, just different forms of activism. I mean, just changing the energy, shifting the energy. And... Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think you're on just it, if we do it in a peaceful manner, it, it gains mm-hmm. respect. If if it's a protest um where you there's some kind of damage or it feels malicious, yeah, it gets news and it gets attention, but I don't see that as as a solution base. It's just you just you you can escalate things in the wrong direction whereas I know any of the events that I go to where there's a fire circle and people swap songs. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite was at Permajam where we had people from Colombia. We had people from other countries. We had people who had gone to women's circles and everybody had an equal voice and they swapped their songs. And if you knew the song, you were encouraged to sing in. And if you had an instrument that maybe you could work it in, it was beautiful. And I walked away feeling very good about humankind. Oh, nice. Yeah, that sounds really sweet. And so you know, we have an um, event. We do. We do. And it's kind of been inspired by a lot of these thoughts, right? That um I mean, first off, 
we can't do it alone. You know, we, the most important thing I think we can be doing right now is to build, be building our tribe and building community, loving, supportive, compassionate community where we can just sit and just kind of exchange ideas, um, but really keeping it positive, like not yeah. just sitting around and complaining about the way things are, because that's just like we were saying, you know, what we expect, we're just going to see more of. And like, we need to hold a consciously hold a positive expectation for the future that we can be the tipping point and that people, anybody at any moment can wake up. And um, so, you know, if we can create these supportive environments where this can happen and sharing food together is always a beautiful way to just bring people together. So on November 10th, we're going to have a potluck and then we're going to have a a song circle and um, people can share a song or poetry or, um, you know, if they don't have a poem or a song, they can just share some inspired thoughts um, just something from the heart. And um, I think uh, it's a start. And if we can have more and more of these kind of events happening, you know, we can empower each other to come up with solutions, you know, within our own communities or, you know, our country or, you know, whatever, whatever comes up, whatever inspired thought presents itself. Well, I see it as uh, the hundredth monkey. Um, once once it reaches that tipping point, it jumps and leaps and grows. And so, you know, people will come mm-hmm. to our event in November and then maybe they'll host the next one or they'll go to another one, but they'll bring some friends. And right. then, like you said, there's that time to have exchange of ideas, to create solutions rather than just, you know, trying to hammer it out and, you know, nothing ever gets done if you just naysay it. But if you if you think right. of positive solutions, um, I mean, if we go back, uh, I guess it's two years now, almost a year and a half ago, you were getting a van, you were getting ready to go on tour, mm-hmm. and I had just we had just completed a project for Dandelion putting solar power on his van so that he could Mm. use it for, you know, his computer, et cetera, to be able to communicate with the world while he was out deep in the forest. And I suggested to you, why don't we do it? And and I I know you sort of thought I was crazy. I said, no, it's possible. And then from that, just that simple idea, we turned it into a workshop. We presented it at Touch Mm -hmm. Mother Earth Festival. People learned about how easy it is to actually build the circuits. They were on top of your vans. I, mean, I don't know how you felt. Mm-hmm. People were, were manipulating your van in a positive way, you know, drilling into your mm-hmm. van and everything and wiring it up. And you've now, could you just take a, a step for a moment and say how that project has worked for you or in what ways it's changed you? Oh, God, it's amazing. Well, there's something about having a, a tiny home on wheels that just feels so freeing. Like you can go anywhere and do anything. <laughs> it feels like 
I mean, obviously I can't drive my van up a mountain if there's no road, but, (laughs) but the point is, is that it, it just feels like the ultimate freedom and, and the fact that I can just be mobile and I can connect with our tribe all over the country. And, um, you know, that's one is, as many negative things as there can be said about social media, and I'm not going to talk about anything negative. (laughs) It's been really positive way for all of us to connect with like-minded people, like all over the country and all over the world. And, uh, and that's such a blessing really. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for that, um, I feel like, progress of connecting with others would be so much slower you know it's true you have to what just we, be, it I would all be word of mouth and <laughs> go ahead well we i mean i can be chatting with somebody in ghana um you know just noting the time difference and they are working on a farm there and we can bounce ideas and then if i don't know an answer I can go and connect through groups that I belong to, uh, for example, on Facebook, and I can find a solution. And in in an hour, I can present something back to them about, you know, a water pump, you know, way to get water, collect water, et cetera. And it's just amazing that we are connected across the globe that way. So to use it to benefit um, mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah, totally. Now, you have, um, you actually have quite a career because you you started out as a more um, social activist rather than the spiritual activist and and as you said some of your songs were sort of on the angrier side but we do have a positive song would this be a good time I'd like to hear it oh yeah sure vision for this world. <laughs> See if Alan's got it ready for it.
pieces of the past. World pieces within our grasp. The people's voice is always heard, and the government heeds our words. Forests and wildlife are preserved. The cops are really here to serve. No one's a minority, cause we're just one big family. Companies that don't pollute, clean air and natural food. The water's always safe to drink. It's always safe to say what you Kudos. Yeah, yeah. So that was from 2002. <laughs> so that that song, yeah, that reminds me a little bit of uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. And when when you mm. write the words, they are very current today. But I do have a question. Yeah. Rehearing the words, are there any parts that you would change? Um, wow. Well, I wouldn't be so sassy about the cops. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really starting to um, try and see the goodness in everybody at all times. And, um, you know, which could be challenging at moments. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think all of it is pretty applicable. It's really just envisioning, you know, a, a world where, you know, the things that, that I value, and I know a lot of us, you know, certainly all the people we're friends with, you know, believe and feel, you know, what we would like to see our world to look like. And, um, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, doing things not for our own personal, you know, uh, betterment so much as for the whole world, you know, um, for everyone, taking everybody into consideration when we do things and, and not, you know, selfish ends per se. Not that, I mean, because, you know, when, um, when things are good for everybody, inevitably it's good for us too, you know? So it's taking a more compassionate approach to the way you live your life and what you try to do and helping others kindness. It's kind of making kindness, your top priority, kindness and compassion. And, and on that, and on that, 
great statement. It's time for the break. Hey, everyone, after mm-hmm. the break, this is a call-in show, and the number to call in is 646-564-9714. But right now, we're going to listen to Dave the Bard, Hal and Toe. such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. Thank you. 
Welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back. And all of our participants are in listen mode. <laughs> um, the This is a call-in show, and if you would like to be on the air or if you would like to listen on the phone, the number to call in is 646-564-9714. And first I'm going to bring out Dave, Mirabai, and Cheryl. And um, what I'd like you guys to do is do your announcing of your info and then quickly give uh, like a mini summary of what the topic is and then uh, we can have uh, Jenny join us so she's not flat on what the topic is. Okay. So I'll go first. Uh, briefly, if um, people want to find out more about um, events that like the one we're talking about, the mantras and medicine songs, um, you can certainly go to my website, which is mysticalkirtan.com, and kirtan is spelled K-I-R-T-A-N. And, uh, yeah. And uh, our event is November 10th at the Sanctuary on Abbey Road in Middletown, New Jersey, and um, it's going to be from 5 to 8 o'clock. It'll be a vegetarian potluck and a song circle. And uh, we will be discussing spiritual activism as well there. Okay, Dave. And Mirabai, it's Cheryl, it's Cheryl Glover, and we're Thank so you. excited to host you at our site on November 10th. I just wanted to remind everybody that you can find all our calendar updates and all our events at touchmotherearth.com slash events. And we have a calendar up there with October, November, and December and uh, the ongoing events. And, and you could RSVP and help us get a good count uh, for the evening. So we're excited to host you on November 10th. Yay, me too. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, though, um, if I could just jump sure. in for a second, is that um, I'm hard of hearing. Now, you probably don't know that. And in, on behalf me. of all the hard of hearing people in the world, I find music transcends language. Like sometimes that mm. I can't hear voices, okay, or the complete content. But I could hear with my heart, and I think a lot of what mm. you were talking about this evening, you know, and being ready and being, you know, um, you know, actually in that moment and, and um, enlightened, so to speak, comes from a universal language, and that language is music. Absolutely. And, Yeah. So I was wondering if you could speak to that experience, you know, on the other side, you know, those of us who don't hear as well, 
you know, see, really, really connect that language is music. And on your side, um, you know, actually bringing that content out into the world and, and, and that connection, you know, brings us to something political. Right, right. Well, I mean, part of what I really love the most about chanting Kirtan is um, it was taking the focus away from stuff that was really, like, mental, like in the head about, um, uh, you know, thoughts and ideas about things to this space of going into no mind and into the heart and into the sensation. And um, it's funny, last night I was playing a kirtan in Connecticut, and, you know, as soon as I hit that first chord on the, on the harmonium, I can just go way out into the stratosphere with this sound. And for those of you who don't know what a harmonium is, it's an acoustic organ that makes this droning sound that it's like so profound. <laughs> and um, so how I always start my, um, my events is having people first focus on their breath and just drop into this space, this space of stillness as they're listening to the harmonium and listening to their own breath and just kind of arriving in the present moment and uh, kind of letting everything else kind of fall away. And then we all connect our energies together by chanting OM. And, um, and all the mantras are all just really uplifting. And um, so it, it is a very heart-centered activity and as opposed to, you know, really a thought-based one. I could really feel it when you just described it. Absolutely. I was there with you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I, I agree with you because the a lot of the lyrics are in Sanskrit, and few of us read it, spell it, I mean, speak it, or, or know it. But we can sing it, and you can feel it through the, the vowel sounds uh, versus the consonants. It's definitely music that goes into your chakras and and it, and it just lifts you up mm-hmm. and you and I also noticed that you know you don't have to be a singer to to join in you simply feel it and let your heart do the singing and then you Absolutely. walk away with this sort of profound feeling internally of you know you you get something from it even though you you're not knowing what the lyrics are Right. Well, you know, the words are um, the mantras themselves are the sound body of God. They they carry a vibration that kind of, you know, we don't have to know what they mean to for them to have the same power and effect. Um, they just work on us. It's really amazing. And um, when we have our gathering on November 10th, there's going to be some uh, a mantra that I'm going to share with everyone that's um, it's kind of like if you're in a negative thought process, if you recite this mantra, it's like putting on the brakes 
and everything reverses and goes in a positive direction. So these mantras are medicine. They're very powerful. And, um, and we can utilize that to change our energy vibration. And, and I, you know, getting back to like spiritual activism, that's like, to me, the most important thing is to be able to shift vibration, you know, first starting with ourselves, because we live in a, a world that's um, we're told all the time, you know, if we're watching TV and stuff, be afraid. You know, it's either, you know, we watch so much violence and stuff on television that we become desensitized to it. And then on the other mm-hmm. hand, you know, when we watch the, the news and stuff, it's just like this barrage of all this negative stuff that's happening in the world. And I highly recommend just, you know, either tuning most of it out or just like taking it in very small doses because we should be focusing on the beauty that's all around us and focusing on, you know, the things that bring us joy and, and bring our vibration higher because the more like everything around us is energy and every thought, every action, every word, you know, that we do individually is affecting the energy all around us. And there's ripple effects. It's like throwing that pebble into this large body of water. Those ripples just kind of keep going out and out and out. So if we're creating, you know, all these loving, beautiful vibrations and we're walking down the street and we smile at people and, and, you know, we're kind to people, like, that's going to be rippling out. That could, one moment could change somebody's entire life, you know. <laughs> and it's like, it's pretty deep, you know. But we, if we believe that we can create heaven on earth, you know, we really, really can. We just need to hold each other's hands and, you know, walk each other there and, and I, I really believe that it can happen. It's said that there's only needed to be 144,000 awakened souls on the planet to have heaven on earth. And that's like, that's a pretty small number relatively. Imagine that. Just like... One city. It, <laughs> It could be one city. You know, it's like you were talking about the hundredth monkey before, you know, there's, we could be so close to that tipping point. We really don't know. (laughs) So we need to just like, you know, do our thing and, and be joyful and, and love each other and, 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 you know, have our community and, and and believe that we can change it. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do, you know, physical activities to to make those changes, but it starts with the vibration first. And then from there, you know, we're empowered to move forward and and do positive things in the world. Well, the music yeah. definitely carries that vibrational message with or without words. Um, we all know songs yeah. that have, we have memories of how they motivated us and brought us into that good space. And, you know, one of the other things that folks may not know about you is that you also work with sound healing. How did you get into 
sound healing. Was it an offshoot of Kirtan for you or? Um, no, I got into that first, probably. Um, a friend of mine took me to some kind of a chakra sound healing event and the woman had singing bowls and I was having all kinds of really wild visions <laughs> during this, I think it was like a, an hour or two events where she just played singing bowls for all the chakras and and shortly after that, I think I met uh, Dalian, our 13 hands brother. He used to teach yoga in Montclair and he would do incorporate sound healing in his, uh, like at the end during Shavasana. And uh, so I got turned on and I was like, wow, I, I got to get one of those singing bowls. And <laughs> one became two. And I think at one point I had 13 singing bowls. <laughs> it got really a little out of control, but uh, now I'm down to seven and I have some other stuff too chakra drums and times and yeah yeah now you're, so, gonna, you're gonna be coming november 10th what will you be bringing will you be bringing guitar harmonium what are you what are your thoughts probably just guitar and harmonium okay i'm only really planning on leading uh you know a few uh songs teaching a few chants that I, I think are really powerful and hoping that, uh, you know, we have a really great turnout and that other people are bringing their beautiful music and thoughts and poetry to share and, and uplift and empower us. So yeah. we do want to encourage people to bring, whether it be a guitar or a frame drum Absolutely. or something that, Anything they we want. Do, we do have some percussion and other toys here that we can share if uh, mm -hmm. people are inspired and didn't bring it. But but definitely, people, bring your songs, bring your stories, bring your poems, and, you know, bring your good thoughts. That's what this is for is um, good thoughts, it's a conscious open raising. Hearts, open minds. <laughs> And and a vegetarian dish to share. <laughs> yeah. Well, food definitely yeah. brings people together. There's, um, yeah. Now, you have also toured outside of the U.S., and I guess because of Kirtan, you decided bit. to look at its roots. Well, what brought you to yeah. India? Because you've gone there more than once, and you've gone for extended stays. Mm. Yeah, well... Being in a country like India, and, and I did go to Bali once, too, before going to India, and it really struck me being in that those cultures where, like, their whole life revolves around prayer and making offerings to the divine. And, oh, my God, to be in the energy of that is just... <laughs> If you haven't experienced it, I highly recommend it. Um, it's just so inspiring. And it's so easy to just fall into a really deep spiritual place in your own being when you're in that energy field. It's like thousands of years of people just 
worshiping all day. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. It reminds me a little bit of the monks when they gather and and combine their voices and take that headspace out into the ethereal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Alan, um, I believe you said we had someone on, on the line that wanted to join in. Yeah, they uh, they couldn't hang out for 20 minutes, so they... Uh, they they ran away. Well, perhaps oh. they'll call back. I think Dalian is listening. He mentioned it to me online while we were during the break, so we'll see if he calls in. That would oh. be great. <laughs> oh, he's uh, talking about him. Yeah, it, you it never is. know. If you're if you're out there, you better call in now. Six four yeah, six, five, six four six four six. We all mentioned his name thirteen hands. So you have an event yeah, coming up he's... at our sanctuary, and I'd like to talk a moment. The sanctuary is something that Cheryl created uh, here in Middletown, New Jersey, not to be confused with Middletown, New York, since some people know you that way, and it's. When I first walked into it, I felt an immediate presence and at home. We have Native American artifacts. Um, we have some African masks. Uh, not just the decor, but the pillows. And it's very, very comforting space. You find whatever couch or chair calls you and, and just sink right in. And so when Cheryl and I started dating, I was at a point of, deciding to move actually my landlord said move but I spoke with her and I kind of wanted to go somewhere maybe go off to Costa Rica or explore somewhere and I said well I'd have to put my stuff in storage and she said well you could store it here and about two weeks later she said or you could move in (laughs) our relationship kind of took off like that in everything that we did. But I want to also, I also want to mention that the space, when I moved into the house, okay, I never allowed any food in there. And there's only been, I'm a channel, so there's only been spiritual work and music um, and things like that. So I kind of kept the place extremely holy so that it, it was never compromised. Oh, right, Dave? And, sh- and shoes yeah. off in the house. All right. No problem Beautiful. there. Any excuse to not have shoes on, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, winter is so hard. You're having to keep those shoes on outside. <laughs> well, it's just for a passing mm-hmm. moment, and then they come right back off. Yeah, yeah, totally. So... So you were talking about India. What did you what did you walk away from when you went there? Did you meet any specific teachers or did you visit any temples? Oh my god. Well, of course, like hundreds of temples. <laughs> that's a that's a big question. I'm um I mean, I Every time I go, I I learn so much and I take so much home with me. 
Um, but um, I I don't know how much time we have, but I I did want to, uh, if I could, read for you guys the 12 keys of spiritual activism. Can I do that? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, number one, all actions must be based on compassion. Number two, compassion flows from the understanding of the connection between all living beings. And, God, I really love that so much because, you know, it's, um, it is so holistic, you know. And we are all connected. We are all one. It's just this illusion of separation. Um, number three, compassion must be applied with wisdom. Number four, apply synergy and teamwork to accomplish goals. What we were talking about, we can't do it alone. We need each other. Um, five, spiritual activism is the pursuit of service for the good of all, not for the advancement or benefit of individuals or selected communities. Number six, pursue integrity, honesty, and dignity in the conduct of your actions. Number seven, do not defame your detractors or those who doubt you. Number eight, raising another up raises you up as well. Number nine, learn to listen to your heart and not your mind. Number 10, search out viable and sustainable solutions. Number 11, do not judge yourself simply by the results of your actions. And 12, let met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, 12, let metta be the motivation for your actions. And by metta, we mean uh, the practice of loving kindness. So it's very, very heart-centered. It is. I think the one about not defaming is is harder for some than for others. Um, we certainly see yeah. it on... You know, we see it in real life, in the political arena especially, but you, know, you, right, you spoke right. earlier that embracing people with ideas that are different from your own, it, it can be a springboard mm-hmm. that becomes the catalyst. And and what you're doing is you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. basically you're saying you're hearing them out and taking it in without thrashing out and saying it's wrong, 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 I'm not going to hear you. You're you're allowing them to have their equal opinion, and you may even find something in that that resonates, and then you can take that part within you that feels good and and use that in your own you know carry that on in your own life. Right. We always need to look for where we have a common ground with people, because at the end of the day, we're all you know, really want the same things. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to protect our families and and keep our families safe. And, um, you know, there are just some basic human needs that we all have and we all share, you know. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I... 
you were asking about, you know, teachings of specific teachers. Um, I have a teaching that, you know, is very specific to that topic you just brought up. Um, I had a situation where I had a falling out with somebody and they kind of defamed me to uh, a bunch of people that we knew in common. And, um, and my spiritual teacher at the time said, don't, you know, don't do what he's doing to you. You need to just like, let it go. Like people will figure it out on their own. You know, don't defend yourself. Don't say anything. (laughs) And it was so hard. Oh my God. Like I wanted to like, you know, clear my name and, you know, I wanted to like shout to everybody like this is what's going on and like that was such a growing experience for me to just like show by example like who I am you know let people decide for themselves yeah Yeah. you know it's it's also interesting to look at that equation and say okay, there's a thousand people that you're saying, I wish I could clear my name with these thousand people that the other person defamed yourself with. But it's more of a growing experience if you let them figure it out than it is if you come rushing in and say, no, here's who I really am. And you also get to figure out who the quick ones are. Because... They'll be coming mm-hmm. to you saying like, hey, they'll be coming to you saying like, I think I figured out that so and so is 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 really not doing a service to me, and I'd rather listen to you. And they don't even want to say anything bad about the other person because they're looking at the 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 way I look at it is it's universal service, and even the person that defamed you is doing you a service. Because you can watch, you, you, you watch how you act, and you say, "Well, I would I rather just rush in and start spraying everything with a fire hose, or should I sit back and <laughs> sit back and watch other people and give them an opportunity to skill up?" And so I look at the whole thing and I say, "Everybody has a vision." Or everybody has an opinion. This is an Arnold Kaufmanism. Everybody has an opinion and everybody's right. So we look in the world and everybody's doing certain things and we don't like those things. But we're... Uh-oh. Everybody dropped off. Everybody cold man. <laughs> tonight, we need to be the things that we want to see in the world and realize that the things that we don't and realize that the things that we don't like in the world are actually service to us because they chafed us into allowing ourselves to define who we are. Absolutely. 
all these all these political knives that we look at and say, I'm not that knife, I'm not that knife, I'm not that knife, allowed us, you look at them and you say, thank you. Thank you for your service yes. in allowing me to and allowing me to discover that I'm not that. And thank you for allowing me to discover that in order for me to bring what I need to bring into the world, I can't be pointing at you because then I can't bring my, bring my own vision into the world. So this is, I love people who are activists. I love people who march. I love people who point at the present political system because they have Mm -hmm. allowed me to see that that's not what I want to do. But they have to exist mm. in order for yes, you to say, do. "Look, look, I'm discerning that I'm not do I'm not that." And so there's the situation. My my mind has gone to the point where I love everyone because Yay. everyone everyone has allowed me. Everyone is my teacher because everyone's – I can totally. look at everyone and say, I'm not that. The, the reason everyone mm-hmm. – the reason you exist and the reason the – reason, well, it's a community. It's a, it's a community of loving kindness. And uh, my, my personal opinion is this is heaven because we get to define who we are and where we want to walk on our experience on our experience journey to have the experience that we need to have in order to build our soul experience line which allows us to grow but right in on. order to do that there have there have to be all of these other people doing what they're doing, which is exactly the same as what we're doing. So this is a community dance. Mm-hmm. And A, this is love. You are dancing exactly where you're supposed to be. Nobody's hurting anybody else because it's a bunch of souls. You, but human bodies die, but the soul has the experience it needs. So... That's 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 the definition to me of bliss. That's you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. So my opinion is yeah, this is we're, heaven. We're all just this is evolving. Heaven. We we're evolving exactly the way our soul says we should be evolving because our soul mm-hmm. creates the next moment. Right, right. It's all in perfection. Really, and when we can look and, at and, you know, and then and then we get people who also do us a service who say, "This is morally, this is morally wrong. This is morally right. This is something you should do. This is something you shouldn't do." And I say, "Well, it's all here to help us define who we are and who we aren't. So it's all okay. good." Or, yeah, or everything is word, happening you, to help guide us deeper into who we are. 
you exactly. know, our real highest self. Yeah. Well, I, 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 After I that, have a, everything helps I, everything. You know, something. Try, everything helps to, something. I try to take the, I try to take the ascension and good and highest and enlightened words out of my vocabulary because every I look at it as a level plane because everybody mm. out there is helping me and I'm helping everybody out there so as far as as far as for me to go and say I'm on a higher plane than someone else this is it's for everybody's quote unquote highest good but we're all contributing mm-hmm. so we're all on the same playing field that's yeah. beautiful, Alan. Yeah. Totally. Thanks so we want to encourage that. people. We want to encourage people to join in song and in medicine, which I really like, in a, a sharing fashion on November 10th here mm-hmm. in Middletown, New Jersey. Um, those of you who are on Facebook, you can find us song. Um, Sorry. And and I just wanted to say, if anybody is listening from New York City on January 4th um, in New York, there's going to be an event that uh, my band is playing uh, with a healer named Alan Pratt and a bunch of other energy healers, and it's going to be called Galactivation 2020. And that's Ooh. going to be January 4th from 2 to 4 at the, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Subud, S-U-B-U-D or something. It'll be, it'll be up on my website very soon. Uh, it's a center in Chelsea on, I believe, 26th Street. S-U-B-U-D wow. Center. Anyway, um, yeah, so lots of cool stuff happening. And uh, please visit our uh, websites to check out what's going on. So and everyone, find us on Facebook. Uh, Mirabai's um, website is Mystical Kirtan, with Kirtan being K-I-R-T-A-N. Uh, Dave, your website again is touchmotherearth.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they can either go directly uh, to the events link or cruise through it. Um, awesome. Cheryl, I don't know if she's still there, but she will also be offering a workshop. Uh, Cheryl, would you like to mention briefly about your workshop at the sanctuary? She may not be there. Maybe my my workshop, I'm doing a shamanic journey on November 8th on Friday night, 7 p.m. at the sanctuary. Very good. Well, awesome. Mirabai, do you have any closing remarks? Oh, go ahead, Alan. Nope, that wasn't me. Go ahead, Mirabai. Oh, just uh, whoever was listening, thanks for joining us and uh, hope to be chatting with you in person and making some music with you very soon. Much love to all of you. Thank you, Alan, for hosting this program. 
Um, always enjoy the conversation. Thank you, Mirabai, as our guest. And thank you, thank Dave you, Shelford, and Alan. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Uh, um, this is Alan Litter, the host of An Emerging Forest, and you've uh, just been uh, you've just been having a a great hour and ten minutes listening to some really interesting conversation about spiritual activism. And I would like to encourage you to listen next week when I'm going to be hosting a show about uh, wholesale produce purchasing. And uh, thank you, everyone, once again for being on the show. And have a great night. listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. <laughs>